Oh, well, now, get that microphone in the right spot. Oh, and YouTube just caught the light. YouTube saw the light. Hallelujah. Must be Monday night. Well, it must be Monday night, September 13th already. Where did September go? It's half over? Are you kidding me? I want my money back. It didn't last very long at all. Anyway, it's good to be back, kids. Oh, hello, Toronto Brewing. Good to see you joining in. Good to be back. I'm not going to lie. Had a nice little break there. Two weeks off, too, from the pod. Not that this is a particularly onerous activity, but, uh, you know, it was still nice. Just to chill. I, I, yeah, that's what we're going to go with. It was just nice. It was nice. I had a good time. What did I do last Monday? Couldn't tell you. Can't remember. Uh, oh, no, wait. Last Monday, um, it was the holiday, right? That was uh, Labor Day. Actually, that didn't help. I still can't tell you what I did. Uh, oh, uh, no. I know what I did during the day, but you don't need to hear about that. And this is getting off track real, real quick. And we got some beer to get through and uh, things are going to get spicy, I think. Challenging, challenging times, guys. So crazy, crazy, crazy. A couple of weeks ago, had to drive up the beginning of my vacation two weeks ago, had to drive up to Muskoka to pick up my uh, niece, uh, who is uh, we'll go with friend of the pod doubt she's ever listened to it but you never know people do crazy things these days these these kids with their ticks and their talks and their pods and all sorts not on tiktok yet i think these are too long for tiktok so not the right format um anyway we had to go up to muskoka she'd spent the summer uh working up in muskoka needed to fly home to regina in saskatchewan so we of course went to pick her up visited some friends that was quite nice and of course, if you know me, you know where this story is going. Well, we stopped in at Sawdust City, didn't we? Of course we did. Can't go anywhere near Gravenhurst without stopping in there. Cursed Sam, the brewer, uh, because he makes life very difficult to only buy 24 cans when you know you're going to want six juicing and then you're later going to regret it because you actually wanted 12. That happened. But had a wonderful uh, array of beers. Haven't even had them all yet. Going to have one for the first time in just a second. Uh, And I might as well tell you about it. I grabbed this. I thought, why the heck not? It's got a cool pineapple. Oh, my gosh. I just realized. I think. This was completely unintentional. When I got dressed this morning. Yep. I'm wearing pineapple underwear. Can you see it on camera? It's like the same pineapple. Crazy. It's got glasses on and everything. Although, interestingly enough, the pineapple on my underwear is wearing aviator glasses. I'm just going to leave my shorts undone. I don't care. And this pineapple is wearing glasses more akin to my own. Slightly different shape, but similar. But you'll notice there's a fire in the background, and that should tip you off. This is pineapple and scotch bonnet kettle sour. Well, if that doesn't sound interesting, then uh, I very graciously had a little uh, a little package dropped off for me from our friends, friends for sure of the pod uh, at Stormstayed Brewing. I think we all know Stormstayed by now. Pride of London, Ontario. 
Heck of a nice brewery. Makes some great stuff. As always noted, beautiful labels. And this one is no different. That is a beautiful uh, label. I'll give you some shade. The Instagram or the YouTube camera was having trouble with the lighting. This is called Mauna Loa. That is um, Hawaiian for something. It's a volcano. It's the biggest above ground volcano in the world. And it makes up the bulk of the island of Hawaii. Um, also notable uh, in that chain, Mauna Kea which is an inactive volcano. Mauna Loa is an active volcano. You'll note on the can, in the artwork, there's lava and smoke. Uh, Mauna Kea hasn't been active for quite some time, and I don't think they expect it to be. We're going to talk about Mauna Kea after this, so put a pin in that. But this is Mauna Loa, biggest active volcano, the backbone of the Hawaiian island chain, and specifically of the island of Hawaii. Of course, there's Oahu and uh, Kauai as well, and another. I've, I think I've forgotten one. I think there's five islands in the Hawaiian island chain, actually. Anyway, doesn't matter. The point is, this was in that care package with some other delightful beers. Why does that matter? Because look, fruit sour with pineapple, habanero, and sea salt. Pineapple, Scotch Bonnet, Kettle Sour, a little simpatico. How about that? Who knew? And they arrived within a week of each other. So I thought to myself, I thought, hold on to those. Taste them side by side for the first time with your friends at the Toronto Beer Podcast. So here I am, and we're going to do it. And as noted, it's going to get spicy. You know I like to taste hot sauces. I'm killing... F four birds with two stones? Is that what I'm doing? Four birds with one stone? I mean, there's two beers. Anyway, we're putting two beers in two glasses, but also getting a hot sauce effect. I expect, because I don't think there's a way to put habanero or scotch bonnet into a beer without tasting it. So, uh, that said, I'm just doing a really quick check. Okay, Mauna Loa is 5.4%. Four, uh, pineapple, scotch bonnet, kettle sour from sawdust is 4.2. We're going to start with the 4.2. Now, scotch bonnets tend, they're in the same region of spiciness as uh, habaneros, but they have a higher top end threshold. I don't know that these ones are necessarily spicier, just typically the hottest scotch bonnets tend to be a bit hotter than the hottest habaneros. So maybe I'm doing this backwards. But we're going to go with it because it's in my hands and time keeps on ticking, ticking, ticking into the future. Let's get the uh, on camera. By the way, no assurances about glassware. We've been having some uh, hippie... Uh, dishwasher detergent uh, issues in our house. Things are looking better and brighter. We had some... You remember in the old dishwasher detergent ads and they would always show a glass? This came out of the dishwasher with our competitor's brand. And this is with Cascade with Powerball. And you'd be like, come on, guys. I've never seen a glass that looked that dirty coming out of the dishwasher. Well, now I have. This one, much cleaner. So we'll see. Oh, look at that. She's pouring hazy. 
light yellow, straw yellow, we might say. Glass still not clean in terms of bubbles, but at least it was visually clean. We'll just knock some of those off there. Definitely some bubblies in there, but that's okay. Hazy, yes. Op not quite opaque, but you can't see through it. I guess that does technically make it opaque, but it's not juicy opaque. Straw yellow, foamy white head. Okay, on the nose, smells like a sour beer. That's a weird thing to say, but you can smell the, the acetic quality, which... Hmm. I would actually like to talk to somebody who knows more about ear, nose, and throat and tastes about that. I wonder, can you pick up the actual sour taste on your tongue by inhaling scent particles? Can they come down your soft palate and touch your tongue? My cheeks feel like they have, so hmm, maybe. Anyway, I digress. I can get some vegetable kind of peppery notes. Definitely, I would say tropical. I'm not necessarily, it's not like popping pineapple on the nose. Just got a tropical-y taste. I mean, smell. I haven't tasted it yet. Okay, we're going to stick it in there and see. Whoa, quite tart. Oh, yeah, little spicy. Definitely pineapple now. Now, hmm, interesting. I want another sip. Hang on. Yeah. Huh. Huh. Complicated. Wow. Okay. Uh, right off the top, it's very sour. Because of the acidity of the kettle sour part of the beer, the pineapple um, becomes quite sour tasting. Hard to know if it was quite sweet when it went in, but the acidity, and, and that is the beer's acidity. It's an acidic um, quality. Um, it makes it taste like the pineapple's underripe. When you get underripe pineapple, it's quite sour still. It hasn't had time for the, the sugars to develop and sweeten up. Um, very common here in Canada, especially in certain seasons, to find that your pineapple's quite hard. The center leaves don't release when you tug them uh, from the top. And they're quite, quite acidic. They're not bad. They're just not, you know, golden sweet. So this, the pineapple on the sour, gets that taste to it. It's quite, quite acidic. Then there's immediately heat, <clears throat> but it's not aggressive. This isn't like hot sauce beer. It's just there's a notable scoville kind of heat to it. And then the finish is sour and acetic pineapple-y with a bit of a, you can taste the peppers without a doubt. Um, this is the Scotch Bonnet. And Scotch Bonnets have a pretty distinctive taste and it's there for sure. Um, quite sour. It's an interesting beer. I, I'm not going to pass any judgment yet. I'm going to have another sip. We're going to try the Mauna Loa as well. Compare, think about them. And then I'm going to get into how I feel in general. I suspect I'm going to have heartburn tomorrow. Just putting that out there right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, between the acidity and the spiciness, I might need a Maalox. I don't even know what a Maalox is. It's a pill? Liquid? I think it's for, like, heartburn. 
All right, let's see Mauna Loa. Getting that on the camera. Yeah, we are. We're getting that on camera. Oh, okay. So right away, different looking. Hang on, though, because it might have settled out. Yeah, diff different looking. Same color spectrum. For sure, same color spectrum. But only just slightly hazy. Quite clear. I can see my fingers right through it if you're not watching the video. Um, you can see all the bubbles from my... Not super clean glass, if we're being honest, but quite a bit cleaner than they used to be. Um, and the head's a little bit thinner. Similar uh, foaminess, although the head on, on the sawdust is gone now, too. It's dropped right away. Pretty common, I find, in sour beers. I'm not sure if the acidity messes that up. I'm not, I don't know what the deal is, but I often find sour beers don't have great head retention. Whatever. Uh, all right, here we go. Oh, dear. Hmm. This one smells immediately like pineapple and also like habaneros. This one smells like something I would expect to smell in like a hot sauce. I'm getting a little worried. Very fleshy, peppery and and very ripe pineapple. But the definite habaneros. Guys, pray for me. Okay. If you're watching this video live right now, the few of you, this is what I need, I need you to do. If I touch my nose, then wipe my forehead, and then pop my finger out of my mouth, that's the mayday. And I'm going to need you to call for an ambulance with sour cream and, and ice cream and other cold, soothing dairy products because I'm feeling a little dicey about this one. But here we go. Now that we've set that up. Oh, hello, Brew Daddy Durham. Well, they've missed the, the warning for how to get me help if I need it. Okay, we're going to do it. Here we go. Whoa. Oh. Oh. Huh. That's really interesting. Hmm. Hmm. Amazing. Oh, okay. A little hotter. <laughs> it's got a little more pop to it. I'll tell you that for free. Kind of accidentally inhaled a little bit there in my excitement. Okay. What do we got going on? Well, I think it's a less sour beer. Like the base beer was not as acidic as the sawdust one out of the gate. The pineapple is quite sweet. The peppers are actually the star of the show here. Very clear pepper taste, quite a bit of heat. Um, for a beer, not for a hot sauce, but for a beer, a notable amount of heat. Um, and then the finish, let me get another sip here. Oh, yeah. That one's pineapple and peppers all over. And the finish is sour beer. Nice, tart, acidic, slightly malty. That lingers with the heat and the flesh of the pepper. Pineapple's almost gone on the finish, interestingly. You really get it at the, at the first part of the sip. Big, sweet, golden, juicy pineapple. Fleshy peppers. 
heat and then a sour kind of finish. The pineapple and the peppers are in very good balance in that beer. It's quite peppery, but you get a ton of pineapple right out of the gate. If you just tuned in, by the way, because a few people just have, we're contrasting Sawdust City's Pineapple and Scotch Bonnet Kettle Sour against Stormstade's Mauna Loa, which is a fruit sour with pineapple, habanero, and sea salt. Interestingly, I think the salt, I'm not really getting any perceived saltiness, but it's adding some nice weight to the beer. That could also be from the pineapple and the peppers, but I think it's the salt. You get a nice soft uh, texture to the beer on the palate. It's quite nice. Spicy, though. Oh, wait, I was going to try the sawdust again. Hang on a sec. Yeah. That's interesting. It's very good. It's not as spicy for sure. I'm glad I went sawdust first. Uh, Stormstead second. Sawdust is very much a kettle sour beer that has pineapples and scotch bonnets in it. I realize Stormstead says this is a fruit sour, which, okay, fair. But in this case, the fruit is as much the peppers, which are scientifically fruits, but not in a culinary context, um, and pineapple. But the fruit is the point of the beer. It's a little bit like a frambois or like uh, like Fruly would be um, where the beer is soured, but you add a lot of fruit to uh, offset that acidity and the fruit becomes the point of the beer. In this case, in, in the Stormstead's case, the fruit, the habanero peppers and the pineapple are the point of the beer. Um, and they're built on a sour beer sort of platform. With the sawdust, the point is a sour beer, and they add a bit of complexity to it with a bit of pineapple and pepper. Now, I, uh, and Scotch bonnet in this case. Now, I, I know that you might be saying, I'm saying the same thing just from two different directions, but I'm not. Um, it's not to say that the sour beer in the storm state isn't good. But at least the way that I'm drinking it, my perception of the intent of the brewers was that the sour beer wasn't the point here. The point was the peppers and the pineapple. And of course, they made a good sour beer in the meantime. But the, the beer, I mean, very literally takes a back seat. You don't really get much of the sourness of the beer until the, the back of the sip. Oh, yeah, so much pineapple and, and habanero really nice and, and again heat but like it's not unmanageable it's, it's it's quite approachable if you like spicy things if you don't like spicy things i would say don't even bother and if you're not accustomed to spicy beers i would say go lightly and maybe don't pour two spicy sour beers at once just as a tip the sawdust is like i know sawdust makes banging kettle sours Coriolis effect is a really amazing beer that I drank a whole ton of one year at session because it was so hot and it was the most delicious thing in the world. I must have drank eight or nine glasses of that. It was quite something. It's quite good. Uh, I'm going to have another sip of the sawdust here. Uh, 
Yeah, definitely. A very tart, um, quite refreshing sour beer that finishes with some pineapple that comes across again as a sort of underripe, quite, quite tart pineapple. And some nice Scotch bonnety taste. And the problem now is I've lost the heat because the Mount Aloha is spicier. And that's why I was worried about which one I would do first. And I had no, nothing to go on. It was 50-50. I got it right. The Mount Aloha is definitely the spicier of the two beers. Um, the Sawdust was spicy, but it's not as spicy. Um, both, t- considering that, the, I mean, they're not the same beer, but come on. They're definitely closer to each other than most other beers you can buy in the province right now. Um, considering how similar they are, it's interesting how differently they've been interpreted. Um, and I wouldn't say either is wrong if I'm honest with you. Um, it's just two different ways of kind of exploring this idea. And I think that's actually kind of cool. Uh, I, I kind of like it. Now people always want you to pick favorites. So I just found, I have a splinter in my foot. I'm trying to figure out what my heel's been sore for two days. I might have a splinter in there. I'm going to have to investigate that later. Oh, hey, there's Beer and a Bozo. Welcome back. Um, it says four elements in the house. What, me? You? I'm confused. Anyway, back to, because people always like a, a, a superlative. Um, do I have a favorite here? I don't. Uh, I would choose one of these two beers over the other in different situations. If I just wanted to sit down, it was like a hot, sunny day, maybe down the beach. Um, Just wanted to kind of crush a beer, but have something interesting going on. Sawdust all the way. Bright, tart, acidic, quite refreshing. Uh, It was the sawdust that was a lower alcohol too, right? I think it was. 4.2%. And uh, so yeah, lighter drinking beer. It's sour beer, nice kettle sour, refreshing, but interesting. Again, pineapple, scotch bonnet, not what you're expecting. Not so spicy that it uh, it heats you up too much. I mean, it does a little bit. Uh, Hey, babe. Um, But it's it's quite manageable in terms of heat. Now, the flip is the Mount Aloha, which I'm going to have a sip of right now. I'm tempted to describe this in a way, but I don't want you to misunderstand me. But like, Mount Aloha is to the sawdust the double IPA to the pale ale. Does that make sense? Maybe not a double, maybe at least an IPA though. You've got more pineapple, more habanero in this case, hot pepper, and as such more heat. And the, 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 I want to say the beer aspects. I mean, they're beers, so they're both beers, but the, the, the foundational things, the malt and the hops. And I realize in the example of the IPA, the hops are the point, but we're talking about the fruits. Those other things are less prevalent and do less of the heavy lifting than in the pale ale, which in a pale ale, quite hoppy, but the malt, uh, characteristics and often yeast characteristics uh, need to be present, especially obviously in an English pale ale. Um, in this example, they both have hops, I assume. 
should read the cans. Um, Stormstead uh, doesn't say anything. Oh, I just noticed something. We'll talk about that in a second. I need to add another name to the list. Um, Sawdust, I noticed it says it's Saws Hops. Cool. They say made with uh, pineapple juice concentrate and scotch bonnet peppers. Oh, and this is for their Funk Fest Sour Series. Great, great stuff. Um, perfect for Funk Fest. Man, Canada Day Long Weekend and Gravenhurst. Uh, I'd crush a bunch of them. But my point is the Mount Aloha, even though it's a sour beer, I would actually, this is more of like a, like a sitting around the campfire or like just relaxing on the couch. It's a bit of a sipper, you know, you're going to, you're going to go slower with this guy because as noted, spicier and, uh, it's more fruit driven. Um, it's a little bit, it's, it's more challenging, uh, to drink. It's not a challenging beer to drink, but, um, the sawdust is really, you can kind of slam. Well, again, I probably wouldn't slam it. I tend not to slam crush too many sour beers. Um, but it's definitely, you can, you can get through this one a bit quicker. Maybe if you have them both, you have the sawdust mid afternoon sitting out in the cabana down the beach, front porch, back porch, hammock, wherever you like. And then as the night draws in, you might open a can of the Mount Aloha and let the fire from the belly of the volcano warm the cockles of your heart. That's what I'm going to do. Well, I'm going to drink the sawdust too. I'll probably finish it first and then spend a bit of time with this guy. All in all, <clears throat> two fantastic beers. Beer and a Bozo has updated me bald and beautiful who joined is a host. Oh, 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 okay, cool. Yeah, other people. Got it. I'm there. I'm there. I'm there. Uh, yeah, so what were we saying? Oh, yeah, what do we always do? Well, I always tend to think about, like, what would I want to eat with these? Now, this is an interesting one because the beer itself is very spicy. Well, yeah, not very, but Mount Aloha especially is notably spicy. Like, there's an active heat uh, to the beer. So right out of the gate, and again... I would counsel everyone to try a spicy beer. I also appreciate that spicy beers might not be to everyone's taste. If that's you, that's fine. Don't worry about it. What are you going to eat with this? Well, it's an interesting question. Because you're either going to need to have something that's also so spicy that it keeps up with the beer, but then you're just kind of getting into a pissing fight with the spice in your mouth. I would be inclined to actually kind of go the other direction and have this with something with like, and I've just thought of what it is, by the way, uh, that has like spicy application, but in the context of what you're actually eating is not itself spicy. So, okay, the easy one is you could eat it with chicken, uh, like in chicken wing format uh, or grilled, but not covered in something spicy. Let the spiciness come from the beer, which is not the norm. We normally eat the spice, drink the beer to kind of take the edge off. In this context, we're almost letting the, the savory thing that we're eating take the edge off of the beer, which that would be interesting and, and a bit of an unusual thing to do, but that, that would work really well. But what I was actually going to say, and again, it's chicken, although um, my favorite, and hopefully everyone's if you've ever been there, uh, Hakka Indian Place, might have the exact answer, which is... Um, 
if you go to um, a lot of, um, it, it's not uncommon in Chinese restaurants, although what they mean when they say chili chicken can vary. Um, but certainly if you're at a Hakka Indian uh, restaurant, chili chicken uh, or chili fish or chili shrimp, they'll generally do any of any of those three proteins. Um, it's breaded and fried fish or chicken or shrimp, the protein, but it's it's battered and fried. So you have these crispy bits. And then that is thrown into a wok where there's a, a, a veg base. It's normally just sort of onions, garlic and green peppers and a, a dark, thick, uh, somewhat sweet, a little bit smoky with a lot of um, spices sauce. And in the context of chili chicken or chili fish or shrimp, there's a lot of chilies, like green chilies, spicy chilies. And it's quite spicy. And it's delicious. And I would highly recommend it. But I wouldn't recommend it with this beer. Because what, in, in the context of my favorite place, Lynn Garden, they do is there's chili chicken, but they also have General Tao chicken. Which is the same thing just without the green chilies in the sauce. So it's a mild sauce. The sauce is otherwise identical. The base ingredients are identical. The protein being breaded and fried separately and then added in. All identical. The only difference is the chili chicken has the spicy green chilies, which are delicious. But for this beer, don't get it. Just get the general Tao. No chilies. Spicy, sweet, a little smoky sauce breaded fried uh, uh, protein and some veg because the two things that are going to happen, the beer is going to fill in for the spicy part, which is great. And the fruit and the acidity in both of them, the sauce tends to be quite sweet. And obviously the protein generally is quite fatty. Now we've got pineapple and acidity to set off against those. That would be fantastic, and I would highly recommend it. And if you've never looked up Lingarden, look them up. They're in Scarborough, Pharmacy and Shepherd in Scarborough. I'm told, no, I know for a fact, visited friends who uh, visited with friends on Labor Day weekend who'd been there on Friday night. It's still open. It made it through uh, COVID. God bless them. Uh, and Maria and, what's her husband's name? Paul? Peter, Peter I think. Anyway, Maria's the real... She's the hostess of the most s. She'll take you in, sit you down, give you a cup of tea, and get some food coming your way. Check them out. Beautiful Indian-style Hakka cuisine. If you're not familiar with Indian-style Indian, uh, Hakka, <laughs> Indian cuisine, got there in the end, guys. Uh, beautiful. Comes out of, um, of India because uh, when the Brits colonized, they brought a lot of their own household staff and a lot of the cooks that they had were Chinese and the Chinese cooks tried to make traditional Chinese food for themselves, like not to cook for the crazy British people, but just when they're on their own time, but they had to do it using local Indian ingredients, uh, and techniques. And so they, they, this hybrid fusion, if you like, um, cuisine was, was birthed what, what 300 years ago. Um, so it's predominantly Chinese-style food, but with a really Indian-influenced uh, presentation. It's great stuff. Oh, I'd love to go to Lingarden. Got to do that sometime. Anyway, uh, all that to say, 
checked both these beers out, and I didn't mention, but now I will. This actually, Mount Aloha, is Stormstayed brewed in partnership with Market Brewing out of New Market, Ontario. Bless your souls. So, well done, guys, on that one. Sada City, pineapple and scotch bonnet kettle sour. Quite good, too. Got this one at the brewery. Now, that was two weeks ago. Hopefully, there's still some around. Tend to find this sort of beer doesn't um, doesn't move super quick. And also, it, it stands up to... You don't necessarily want to put it in the cellar. But because of the hop not being the major focus on this beer, it can take a couple of weeks. So, just keep it cold. Um, pick up some of these. Really nice. Don't think this one's at the LCBO, but you never know. You could ask. Doesn't hurt. Mount Aloha, I don't know. Um, I know it came to me from Stormstead, so if you're in the London area, just go on by the brewery, get it there. Uh, could be other places as well, not sure. But uh, and, and and conversely, might be at Market Brewery because they brewed it in partnership, so it's possible they have a, a whole whack of it there too. So feel free to uh, look them up and ask. Uh, and if not, Market makes some excellent beers as well, worth checking out. Uh, I'm gonna have a sip of both of these, one than the other. We're going to talk briefly about a PSA. Nothing to do with COVID. Don't worry about that. We're all doomed anyway. Don't need to talk about that. And then we'll wrap things up. Just give me one second. I just uh, need to wet my whistle. Mmm. Oh, yeah, that's sawdust. Quite. The one thing about the sawdust, it's right on my threshold of sour. If it was any more sour, I would probably be like, oh, it's not necessarily for me. This one's still in my, my wheelhouse, but it's right at the door. Uh, but it's delicious. And now, of course, the Mount Aloha. Mmm. Oh, it gets me every time. <clears throat> it's spicy. Not aggressively, but it's spicy. Very nice stuff. Okay, PSA. Then we'll wrap it up. Ready, kids? Here we go. This beer from Stormstead, Mount Aloha, as we discussed, named after what's considered the biggest above ground, as opposed to underwater, just if you were wondering. Um, volcano uh, in the world. It's uh, part of the backbone of the Hawaiian island chain, uh, a highly volcanic uh, part of the world, if you've never been. I haven't, but I'm familiar with it. Uh, Named Mauna Loa. That's the big one in, in Hawaii. Um, there is another uh, inactive volcano that I alluded to at the beginning of the podcast called Mauna Kea. Um, so same first part, M-A-U-N-A. Uh, but instead of L-O-A, Loa, it's Kia, K-E-A. As noted, uh, inactive. Uh, so the, the mountain is fairly stable. One of the things... A lot of people don't realize is that some of our best non-orbital telescopes in the world are in the Andes in South America and in Hawaii uh, and specifically on those tall volcanoes and, and especially Mauna Kea. Um, these are not what you would picture when you think of a telescope. It's not a, a tube with a lens on one end and a lens on another and a refractor and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, the sort of penis shaped building with the retractable roof. Those are telescopes too. These are radio telescopes, uh, and they tend to use satellite dishes set fairly far apart. Um, sometimes meters, sometimes kilometers apart. 
for the medium sized and the small sized ones of these, they like to get them as high into the atmosphere as they can um, because you reduce the amount of noise uh, introduced by particulate matter in the atmosphere. So Andes makes sense. Um, Hawaii makes sense. Uh, the Himalayas would make sense, but the area is politically fairly unstable. And so it's a bit risky putting a, you know, multi-million slash billion dollar telescope, um, say, in Nepal, uh, knowing that at any time China feels like rattling a few sabers in Tibet, your telescope might get knocked out. Uh, so they tend to keep them into... Hey, I'm not saying that South America is necessarily the most politically stable spot either, but... That's why there aren't a whole lot of them in the Himalayas. Uh, also, uh, access is a big problem, too. I must confess, this isn't my area of expertise, so I'm getting out of my depth. The point is, there is already a large telescope <coughs> on Mauna Kea, and there is a proposal to add another bigger one, um, which, hey, who doesn't like pictures of the stars and learning more things about the universe? Hopefully nobody. I think we all like that. The problem is... Mauna Kea is a sacred mountain to uh, indigenous Hawaiians. Um, there's, um, and again, a little out of my depth here, but my understanding is that very traditional sense of going up the mountain and physically moving up into the sky to become closer uh, to the creator. There's a lot of important uh, ceremonial aspects of, of the life around Mauna Kea. And there's a whole uh, group, I believe, um, the, the term for a family supporting this sort of thing is a kiai. I might have that pronunciation wrong. Um, who have been actively fighting that, that new telescope on Mauna Kea for like 10 years. Uh, a lot of people have been arrested, including elders. And, and by elders, I don't just mean... The knowledge keepers in the tribes, although they are, but they're also old, like 70, 80 year old women, men in some cases, um, who've been arrested uh, fighting to uh, stop this telescope from being put on Mount Kea. There are other places in the world this telescope could go that aren't sacred mountains. Um, we haven't even discussed the fact that Hawaii is unseated territory. It was, it was taken uh, violently by American businessmen. And actually the president at the time, uh, this was in the uh, mid to late 19th century, uh, the president, when the uh, military takeover happened, immediately said, and by immediately, I mean the two weeks or so it took for news to get from Hawaii back to Washington, uh, that it was an illegal act and that the businessmen needed to stand down and release the queen and allow Hawaii to remain an independent kingdom because it was it is was uh, uh, a, a monarchy. But by the time that message got back and then the, there it took a long time to communicate. And by the time the dust started to settle, there was a new president who thought, no, we need another state. We'll just keep it. It's ours now. Suck an egg, Hawaiians. Um Sounds familiar if you're Canadian, right? So um, in the context of reconciliation and in just being good humans, uh, we need to take part in um, firmly suggesting to forcing um, the government bodies that are looking to build that telescope on Mauna Kea to build it elsewhere, which they could do. Uh, there is a petition. It's easy to find. Uh, you can just Google save 
Mauna Kea, M-A-U-N-A-K-E-A. I will probably put links in the show notes and such. Um, Go on ahead and at least sign the petition. I think the change.org petition right now is approaching a half million people, which is amazing for a petition on change.org. So you could sign that. You can donate uh, because the, uh, the people fighting that have a blockade and it needs to be supported. Um, they also have a, a lot of legal fees that they have to pay because they keep getting arrested. Um, and uh, most importantly, just make other people aware, like I'm doing right now. There's always something going wrong somewhere. Um, I don't want to belittle anything else, but uh, drinking a beer with that name certainly brought Manakia to my mind. Uh, so, yeah, to use the Hawaiian term, uh, offer some kokua, some help, and uh, sign the petitions, maybe donate some money if you could. That'd be fantastic. Maybe share uh, the links to the people in your life and uh, help those indigenous Hawaiians to maintain some of the sacredness of that mountain. Uh, obviously, they've lost a lot of it, but they're clinging on, uh, hoping to be, uh, well, to have their, have their rights honored. Um, doesn't seem like that big a deal, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, so to everyone uh, right now in Hawaii, it's 4 p.m., give or take. Uh, everyone on Mount Kea, we're standing with you guys. Uh, thoughts are with you. And uh, if you can... Offer them more than thoughts and prayers. Offer them time and money. So that's all I got. Anyway, one more sip of beer and then we'll wrap it up. Oh, yeah. They're both keepers. And I know the order I'm going to finish them in. And it has nothing to do with favorites. It's just how they work. Get the sawdust in you. Finish with the storm stayed market. That's beautiful. Hey, guys. Good to be back. Bit of a late one. I must have missed you all, eh? Anyway, got to run and uh, got things to get to, but uh, been cool hanging out. Good to be back next week. Got another great beer that was dropped off to me uh, while we were away. I'm going to hint it's from left field. So uh, we're going to get into one, maybe two beers from left field, too. Who knows? Maybe season seven, by the way. Welcome to season seven. Might feature longer episodes. I don't know. It depends. Depends how I feel. I got to be up early to hit the gym tomorrow, though, guys, because that's the douchiest thing I've said on the podcast. Got to go pump some iron, bro. But I do. Um, So so maybe not. We'll have to see. Hmm. We'll figure it all out. But until then, have a good week. I hope everyone stays safe out there. We got kids going back to school. Man, Delta's just going to. Well, Delta's going to demonstrate to us what. What most people watching already knew. So. We'll see how it goes. I do genuinely hope everyone's kids stay safe and healthy. And if they get sick, they get better quickly. And uh, I hope that for my kids as much as for yours, especially the one of mine that's not vaccinated because she's too young. Uh, So be good to each other. Be patient with each other. Everyone's pretty stressed out right now uh, still. So, uh, yeah, try and help some people out if you can. And definitely help out the the people fighting to save Mount Ikea. Uh, I would give you a big old thank you for that. Oh, have I told you this on the podcast? I'm going to give you a, a chi miigwech. Uh, trying to normalize using some indigenous language based on region and around here. Uh, that is, uh, what's the language? Anish, Anishinaabek, I think is the, how we say the, the, the name of the language. Anyway, miigwech means thank you. Chi miigwech means big thank you. Um, I was struck 
friends of mine from New Zealand often greet each other kia ora, which is Maori for basically like hello. <laughs> um, I think it'd be great if we could start making use of some indigenous language, not in a performative way and certainly not in a, a culturally appropriative way, but in a respectful way and in an acknowledging way that uh, English isn't the only language spoken around here. And uh, we should make use of some of the language uh, spoken by our brothers and sisters from other cultures. So make yourself familiar. And if you do, miigwech. Have a good night, guys.